seated for our scripture reading. Our first reading this Christmas morning is from the prophet Isaiah in the 62nd chapter. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, clear it of stones, lift up a signal over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes, behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him, and they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. This is the word of our Lord. In our epistle reading this morning from Titus in the third chapter. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the word of our Lord. I invite you to rise as you are so inclined for the reading of the Gospel. From Luke's Gospel in the second chapter. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, with which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated and you left some of your tree. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day where you've gathered us together around your word and to receive your gifts. And this day where we celebrate the gift of your Son, Jesus, into our time and place, into the history of humans. We thank you, Lord, for the grace, the mercy, the peace, and the forgiveness that you have brought to us through him. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Our text today with the shepherds just continues right on from last night, from Christmas Eve, where the shepherds were out in the field and they heard the angels come in glory and sing and say glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to men. And then they sent the shepherds away. The angel said, go into town. Look for a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. And you can imagine the excitement of the shepherds as they said, all right, the Messiah has come. Wait a minute, it's a baby? What is this all about? And they run into town and go and they find the baby. And I kind of start to wonder how quick it was before they went, what does all this mean? We understand he's the Messiah. He's, he's David's 
lineage, okay? The angels told us that, but now there's a baby and we found the baby and this is amazing. And they even told Mary and Joseph everything that the angels told them. They said, look, the angels said that this is the Savior, the one from David, and this is Him, the Messiah. Which Mary and Joseph are probably like, yeah, we got it. The angels told us too. And as surprising as all that is and wonderful as all that is, I still wonder, as much as the shepherds were praising God as they left that moment, and they went, okay, so it's a baby. It's not in the palace. He's not a king. We're going to have to wait, guys, because he's not grown up yet. So, well, I don't know, 20, 30 years maybe. We're going to have to see how this goes. But imagine the patience as they start to try and figure out what all this means. I think maybe they were a much more patient people than we might be. I mean, imagine. If somebody was born, okay, we had heard about somebody coming for a long time, and then whoever this somebody is, for whatever purpose they had, say they were born to, I don't know, bring peace on earth. And then finally that day comes, and they're born. And everybody's like, great, this baby's going to bring peace on earth. Now? When? When they're a teenager? That doesn't make sense. After they're finished with college? When? When is this going to happen? Is it going to, do we have to wait until they're an adult? Are we going to even be alive to see it come to fruition? I mean, imagine some of the older shepherds that might have been there. Younger ones are like, sweet, we'll get to see the guy grow up. We'll get to see everything that he does. We're going to get to see all of this come in our time and place. And then the older guys are like, well, I don't know, maybe. I mean, the reality that starts to set in after that moment, I think it's very interesting to kind of think through. We don't really have a lot of answers. The one answer we do have is that they left excited. And it's kind of cool. They just went back to work. I mean, shepherds didn't become priests. The shepherds didn't become teachers in the synagogues. The shepherds didn't become anything other than what they already were. Shepherds with a new outlook on life. A new outlook where they saw the Messiah. They beheld Him with their own eyes. They were eyewitnesses to the birth of the Lord, the Son of God brought into the flesh. And they run and tell everybody that they come across about it, but then they pretty much just find themselves in the field once again talking to the sheep. And imagine the next day, and the next five years, and the next decade. Things kind of start to go back to kind of normal, regular. And Jesus growing up in Nazareth, gone for a couple of years maybe in Egypt to begin with, and then brought back and just growing up as a kid. We don't have a lot during those years at all. What were those shepherds doing? Well, they were just working. I don't think it's all that different, actually, for all of you. The excitement that comes at a baptism. You all get excited, right, over children and grandchildren when they're baptized and the promise of the Lord set upon them and you get to see God at work changing something in life, bringing something different in and amongst somebody's life, just like the shepherds witnessed baby Jesus being born and there and present and the Son of God entering human history. We watch beautiful gifts like baptism happen and we get all excited and then... The years just kind of go on. 
Maybe you hear that word of faith. That word of God for the first time and that faith starts to well up inside and it just really changes how you look at everything for a while. It's an experience, a retreat, something. I remember going on a retreat at one point in time. We went up to the Sacramento River Delta for a week and we were water skiing and we were doing devotions and we were singing and it was a whole bunch of Christian youth all gathered together out on the water and we'd gather together and enjoy our time and it was just a wonderful, beautiful week and you come back and you're just kind of on this real high point of faith. But then the weeks go on and it kind of dwindles and things go back to regular. And that's kind of the rhythm of life. But see, even in those rhythms of life where we kind of fall back into the regular things of life, God's promises remain. Christ was still present, though the shepherds may have just gone into their regular thing, taking care of the sheep in a regular way. Once again, the promise of God remained and grew and raised up until he could fully see it come to fruition as Christ came into his ministry and as Christ then enters Jerusalem once again three decades after his birth. You can imagine those shepherds who were still alive that said, oh, now. Now's the time we're going to see it all come to be. Only to watch him get beaten and put on a cross. What an odd thing for a Messiah to do. What an odd thing for this Savior of the Jews, this one who had come to put everything back and right and bring peace and wholeness and completeness back to God's chosen people. Why would He die? Why would He go to that cross? You see, those same shepherds then who got to share the joy of His birth and proclaim what the angels proclaimed about peace being brought between man and God and the excitement and joy of all of that, some of them probably got to see Christ raised as well. And then get to share that joy and that peace and that wonder, being able to see all the pieces of the puzzle put together and being able to see all of that happen. What a joyous thing as they go back then into their work and just share His Word. That again isn't any different for any of us. God doesn't call us out of one thing to totally change our lives, but more often than not, gives us His Word of peace that you get to hear, gives us His Word of hope that He has shared through the shepherds and through the apostles and through the disciples and all of those throughout history that have shared it. For you, it may have been a parent or a grandparent or a friend that spoke that word into your ear for the first time. Then you get to hear that word strengthened within the community of a church. And you get to hear that word and go back out into all of your regular things with that word of peace from God in Christ. A peace brought to you so that you would not have to worry about where you stand before God, but to know that He has shown His love for you. That He has shown His grace to you. And it's a word that you get to share then. Again, with children and grandchildren, 
and co-workers and friends, a word shared by the shepherds to all that they saw and a word shared to you, again, for a word for you to share, so that all would know of the love of God brought down in Jesus and the forgiveness of sins that He won for you. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You again for this Christmas morning where You have given us peace in Christ. You have made things whole. You have repaired all that was broken and brought us unto You. We pray, Lord, that You continue to strengthen our faith each day. That You give us Your Holy Spirit and a word to share wherever You send us into our regular walks of life so that we would know and be able to share the love that you have for us in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. And